I'm Pam. I'm Dawn. I'm Deidre. I'm Dina. Welcome, Welcome to Ozark's Haints and Hoosh. Hoosh. This ain't no fancy academic check your references kind of deal. This is four girls from the Ozarks sipping and spewing about Haints, Hooch, and history. Hey everybody, welcome to Ozarks Haints and Hooch. This is Dawn. This is one of our little mini-sodes. Um, I'll be your host today and we got Pam with us to do some stories and howdy um, doody. Hi Pam. Hello. Um, so with these little mini ones, you know, we all aren't on and um, but uh, I do have to say this is the last mini-sode we'll be doing. We're gonna kick off season three on September 1st and we've got a new it's all new. It's a new format, kind of a new things to announce, and we'll do that come September 1st. Um, so I guess I should do the, um, the housekeeping. Um, so uh, uh, since it's just Pam and I, we don't have husbands or dogs. So <laughs> got that going for you. Or kids we, in the house. Or kids, right. We do have cats and my neighbors are doing heavy construction. I don't know what the hell they're doing over there, but you might hear some banging. Um, <laughs> we are on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Um, wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe and give us good ratings, stars or whatever they've got. Um, we release the first and the 15th of each month, and we're going to continue to do that in season three. And we have a groovy website called Ozarks Haints in the letter N hooch.weebly.com. So I think that is all of the, I think that's all the things I got to say. I'm not drinking because it's the middle of the afternoon for me. So. <laughs> I'm not drinking either. Well, I don't know if Damn that's going to help me or hurt me. We'll have to <laughs> <Yeah>. see. <laughs> I should be drinking after the day I've had, but I'm not. So anyway, so uh, take it away, Pam. Tell, tell me what you're doing. Okay. Well, I am going to tell some ghost stories about uh, from a book. Yes, some plain old ghost stories from a book. Some of them are kind of comical and some of them are, are unexplained phenomena kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, but it, it's written, this book is written by Vance Randolph. And I'm pretty sure that most of our listeners, our audience, our fans are familiar with Vance Randolph, yeah. but yeah. if they're not, let me give you just a little brief overview of who he was. He was a folklorist who studied in the, in the Ozarks in particular. In 1927, he published his first article based on the Ozark dialect and folk beliefs. He was published multiple times during the 20s and 30s on this dialect work. He moved to Pineville, Missouri in McDonnell County in 1919 and never moved away from the Ozarks. He died in Fayetteville, Arkansas in 1980 and he was 88 years old. He published over a dozen books on Ozark folklore. 
1949, he and a poet, John Gould Fletcher, founded the Ozark Folklore Society. He received an honorary doctorate for, from the U of A uh, in 1951, and in 1976, his book, Pissing in the Snow, love the title, uh -huh. Pissing in the Snow was a national bestseller. And, and it's a great book if you guys can get a um, Yeah, I had a copy. copy. Did I give that to you, Dawn? No, because I, I got mom's, I think. Oh, you've got your own. Okay, so I've yeah. got a copy here somewhere, too. It was really fun back in, back in the 70s. Yeah. Um, he was elected a fellow of the American Folklore Society in 1978. Now, today I'm reading from his 1947 book, Ozark Magic and Folklore. And I should note that the preliminary studies for this book was based, uh, for this book was based starting in 1927. He started taking the notes for um, the preliminary work in this book. And that the old timers at, the at that time that he was interviewing could remember back to the 1880s. So right. a lot of this is anecdotal from those times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I'm glad you said all that stuff because of course we've all used him in our stories, but I'm not sure anybody did a little bio on him. So thanks for that. Yeah, did I leave any other highlights that you may know of out, Dawn, that you know about I, him? I don't know much about him. I mean, I know his material better than I know about him. I just know he came to the Ozarks and fell in love with it and never left. Yeah, and apparently really he was privileged, very privileged. His mm -hmm. father was a lawyer and his mother was a teacher. And he was supposed, was in some fancy college somewhere and just left it all to, behind to move to the Ozark. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. And really um, situated himself with the people for being an educated kind of urban guy. I mean, you know, he wouldn't have lasted as long as he did in the Ozarks if he couldn't have gotten along with all those people, you know. Right, so. and showed an authentic interest and love and respect for those people. Yeah, there. yes. So. Yeah. so that was cool. So this is chapter 10. It's called Ghost Stories. I'm going to read a few and take a break in between. And maybe Dawn has little anecdotal things to say along the way, but here we go. Okay. So, nearly all the old-time hill folk are firm believers in ghosts and wandering spirits, although few male adults will admit this belief to outsiders nowadays. But in the childhood of men and women still living, the telling of ghost stories was much more common than it is today. The pioneers used to invite people to their cabins for the express purpose of swapping supernatural tales. It was a recognized form of social entertainment, especially favored by people who did not hold with dancing and card playing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had if you had a fiddle, you couldn't you uh, probably weren't into these whole stories. I thought that was yeah. funny the way you phrased yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Mrs. May McCord of Springfield, Missouri, thinks that the decay of ghost stories in the Ozarks is due to the fact that there are so few really lonesome, in italics, places nowadays. In order to raise a good crop of ghosts, she says, we must have a lot of old mills, deserted houses, 
covered bridges and these romantic spots are not so common as they used to be and you know that's true that's really true. i was just i was you know we we've talked so much about shepherd of the hills and um i dina dina did a uh, had keith thurman talk about it and i what i said about it was it is a magical place and i don't mean that all good or all bad i mean it is just <laughs> magic and it's because it's so vast and quiet ish but yeah, yes i don't it's magic it's totally magical i think absolutely i think all the ozarks are actually yeah yeah it's really it's just knowing how old they are how old yeah. they are yeah and how much jacob and i have talked about you know when we go visit um the the night sounds in the ozarks even in the towns are so much different than night sounds where we are now you know yeah oh i'd agree with that too even here just in middle tennessee yeah 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 all right so uh moving on it uh -huh. seems to me that ozark ghost stories do not differ greatly from those that are told in other sections of the United States. An account of Ozark superstition, however, would be incomplete without any mention of these tales, so I record some of them here for what, the, for what it may be worth. All right, there are some humorous cracks about the hill man's belief in ghosts. One ancient wheeze refers to a superstitious fellow who was afraid to walk past the graveyard at night. His friends tried to build up his morale, assuring him that ghosts have never hurt any, been known to hurt anybody. <laughs> Quote, maybe not, he said to Hillman, but I just don't want him following me around. <laughs> okay. Mr. Kelly of Cyclone, Missouri, told me of a comic ghost story he had heard near Cyclone in the 80s, which would be the 1880s. It seems, that, uh, yeah, this one's funny. It seems that old lady Jones and her two sons were stealing sheep from Jim Bray, a rich old man who had not walked for years because of his rheumatism. The old woman would wait in the graveyard by the road while the two boys went into the field and got one of Bray's sheep. She'd always examine the animal they carried out, and if it wasn't fat enough, she'd make the boys turn it loose and go find another one. Hmm. One dark night, she sat in the graveyard and waited impatiently. The boys were a little slower than usual. Meanwhile, Jim Bray was talking to his family, abrading them because they didn't catch these thief sheep thieves. Quote, if I could walk, he cried, I'd go over and lay for him in the graveyard and I'd stay there until I did catch him. Finally, two of Bray's boys said, all right, Pappy, we'll just take you over there. So they packed him up, <laughs> the old man up, and carried him across the pasture. It was a very dark night, but they knew the path. When the boys carried their father into the graveyard, Old Miss Jones saw them dimly and thought they were her boys returning with a sheep. About, <laughs> about time, about time, Yunz is coming, she croaked hoarsely. Is he fat? And with that, she pinched the old man's legs. <laughs> wild yell, 
<laughs> with wild yells of terror, the Bray boys drop their pappy and tuck out for home. But the old man was right on their heels when they reached the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bray never doubted that the devil himself had been awaiting for him in the graveyard. All the rest of his life, he boasted that the old that the old boy had risen up from hell and cured his rheumatism after the doctors <laughs> had just plumb give up the case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how scary that is, but uh, it was pretty funny. Okay, uh, another uh, along the same general vein was about two men who heard that the devil had been visiting a certain burying ground. So they went and hid behind a stone wall to see what they could see. Uh, this was just before dusk. Two little boys came along with a sack of pawpaws they had gathered. They spread out the pawpaws on the ground on the opposite side of the wall from where the two men were hiding and began dividing them up. You take this and I'll take that and you take this and I'll take that and one of the boys chanted as he placed the pawpaws in two separate heaps. Finally, the other, the other boy said, well, that's all except those two big ones over there. You take the dried up one and I'll take the fat one. Apparently <laughs> this described the two men pretty well and they broke out from hiding and ran yelling for home. They thought that some evil spirits were dividing up the dead and that they were about amongst those to be counted. Funny. That's oh. a great one. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh, goodness. So, all right, here's another one. In Jackson County, Missouri, the old folks tell of two loafers who were employed to transport a corpse secretly from a village graveyard to the medical school in Kansas City. Mm. This was in the 80s. Hey, and we know about that, right? Grave robbers? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, okay. So this was in the 1880s, and they had the body wrapped in canvas and covered in straw in the back of a wagon. It was dark and cold night, and the ground was covered with snow. They stopped for a toddy at a roadside tavern, and while they were inside, a drunken country boy, knowing nothing about the corpse under the straw, crawled into the wagon box and went to sleep. When the grave robbers started on again, they had a bottle of whiskey and gradually became more jovial. Finally, as they were taking a drink out of the bottle, one of them turned around and shouted to the corpse, Hey, get yourself up, old stiff, and have a snifter. This aroused the country boy who sat up with a jerk. <laughs> Don't care if I do, he said loudly. The boy was astonished when both men screamed wildly, <laughs> leapt from the wagon, and fled into the woods. <laughs> Quote, I could hear them fellers a-hollering for a long time, he said later on. They kept it getting fainter and fainter, and that, but they was still a-hollering. <laughs> Funny. Silliness, silliness. Tom Moore of Ozark, Missouri. I didn't know there was an Ozark, Missouri. Where is that, Dawn? Do you oh, know? Oh, it's just, it's a groovy town. It's um about, I don't know, 10, 15 miles south of Springfield. Okay. You go, you go right through it. It's got my favorite taco place in the world is there. 
and well, lots of groovy <laughs> antique malls. Yeah. Yeah, because Ozark, Arkansas is right off of I-40 as you right. get closer to uh, to the turn to go north to Fayetteville. No, anyway. Yeah. Tom Moore of Ozark, Missouri tells the story of a Squire Reardon who went out with some other lawyers to visit a farm in Taney County, Missouri. That's in your neck of the woods. That's yeah. my stomping ground. Yeah. This farmer claimed that he could hear his daughter singing out in the woods every afternoon, although the girl had been dead for several months. They heard, quote, a woman's voice gradually increasing in volume until some of the words were reasonably plain and as if it were traveling along the path, loud enough for the yodeling to be heard at the end of each verse. Two lawyers hurried toward the sound and watched the pathway along which the ghost was supposed to walk, but they could, uh, but they could see nothing of the singer. The Squire Reardon of Moore's story was easily identified as Lou Bearden, a lawyer uh, who lived in Branson. I knew Bearden well and asked him about this ghost story. Bearden said that he did not believe in ghosts, but admitted that he heard a strange sound in the woods that day, adding that Judge Moore and others professed to believe it was the voice of a girl who had died some time before. Quote, we all heard something, said Bearden. Quote, I never heard anything quite like it in the woods before, but I reckon it must have been some kind of varmint or maybe a bird. It sounded like a girl singing, but there wasn't no girl there. I don't know what it was. Bearded ended slowly. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, here's one from Cape Girardeau, which is a little farther to the east. In the boot heel, in the boot yeah. heel. Yeah. Around Cape Girardeau, uh, Missouri, they tell of a Yankee spy who had cacked who, who was captured in the vicinity during the Civil War. Awaiting execution, he danced and sang and carried on so that people were disgusted. They thought a man about to die should not sing dirty songs or shout dirty jokes at everybody who came within sound of his voice. But the spy... <laughs> That's going to be me as a ghost, I'm just saying. <laughs> But the, the spy <laughs> took nothing seriously, laughed at the good priest who visited him, and even made fun of his own relatives when they came to bid him goodbye. Okay. Finally, he was hanged at the big gate at St. Francis Hospital and buried in Lorimer County, uh, sorry, Lorimer Cemetery. To mark his grave, they put a stick about three feet high and hung the dead man's army hat on top of the stick. When anybody approached the grave at dusk, that ragged old hat would wiggle and dance about, even though there was not a breath of wind stirring. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, this is a short one. Mrs. C.P. Mackney once saw clearly a little cabin on a ridge in the old McCann game park near the home of Mincy, Missouri. Oh, that's in Mincy's um, in Taney County, too. 
Okay, old old McCain Game Park. I don't know that. Mincy's tiny. I don't. Tiny, I tiny. don't even know if it's even incorporated anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, never having noticed the building before. Okay. For oh yeah, let me go back. I think I got. I, it came out of my mouth crazy. She saw a little cabin on a ridge. Uh, in Mincy that she had never never seen the cab the building before. She got down her big field glasses and scrutinized it carefully, remarking that there was smoke coming out of the chimney. But the next day, the cabin was gone. The neighbors told her that there had never been a cabin at that place, and so that as far as anybody could remember. So that's weird. She saw a cabin. I, yeah, I've heard other ghost stories like that where cabins show up and maybe there is a witch associated with them but i mean i've heard several stories like that yeah or they'll come back the next day and there's a foundation you know instead mm. of a cabin or whatever yeah oh okay yeah let's see i wanted to end with this one uh, buried treasure i was gonna i was gonna read a couple of these so there are many tales about ghosts who speak to people telling them to dig at such and such a place to find a buried treasure. The ghost is usually that of some, uh, some fellow who died without being able to tell anybody where his treasure was concealed and who cannot rest quietly until someone gets the money and enjoys it. Now that I think is kind of funny. So he yeah. wants, the ghost wants somebody to dig up the, the money. I met a man who had a, a persistent vision in which his grandfather, dead for many years, appeared and told him such a tale. After having this dream three nights a running, he dug at the place indicated. He found no treasure, but left the hole open so the ghost could see that his instructions had been carried out. Apparently, the grandfather's spirit was satisfied since the man had no more uh, disturbing dreams about it. Huh. <laughs> oh. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is disappointing. But I'll leave you with this one. This is uh, okay. the last of the uh, treasure ones. Uh, people in Wayne County, Missouri, say that somewhere in Taskey, near Taskey, you know Taskey? No. Okay. So, uh, Wayne in County. Yeah, Wayne County. Yeah. Say that somewhere near Taskey, an old man was murdered in a farmhouse, supposedly for his money. For many years after, the old man's ghost was seen there at intervals, and nobody would live in the house. Finally, a traveler, who was not afraid of ghosts, went to bed there, after building a rousing fire on the hearth. In the night, he awoke to see the ghost of an old man sitting in front of the fireplace. Quote, follow me, said the ghost, and I'll show you where the money is. I can't get no rest until somebody finds the stuff and spends it for something useful. They went outside where the ghost pulled up some small stones at the base of the chimney. Reaching his hand into the hole, the traveler found quite a sum of money wrapped up in old newspaper. The ghost was never seen again. Oh, I wish a, I wish a ghost like that would come to me. <laughs> uh, 
I know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, so there's just some ghost stories Those from Vance good. Randolph. I yeah. like the funny. The funny ones are funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think especially, I don't know, you know, Pam, because she and I knew some older people. I think Deidre and Dina, they're so young, like I a lot of those really older people that were alive, you know, in the 20s and beyond, it's stories like that. I just hear them in their voices, you know. Yeah. And that's why I kind of lean into my southern accent. And and he yeah. writes, he writes that uh their English that he does it yeah. uh, what's that phonetically is that not phonetically is that well hit their dialect yeah he does yeah. he writes in and that he, dialect so it's easy to do that mm -hmm. he Easier. loved their language too if um I don't remember I've read so many of his books um I don't remember which one of, oh he's got one about Ozark speech that I Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it's called but anyway he talks about how much he loves the language um mm -hmm. you know of the yeah. people and yeah I do too we've talked about that before nary is my favorite word <laughs> <So>. <laughs> nary nary uh, nary I, ain't nary a thing ain't nary problem um I remember on Sunday afternoons a family would come over or extended family that we didn't see that often and we'd have dinner and then uh if it was uh not fit to sit outside and even if it was fit to sit outside we'd sit outside and tell stories like this yeah. tell tell old stories of unexplained phenomena supernatural tales that they weren't so much to to scare you but things that people had always heard their whole life so uh yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool yeah grandpa was um he would tell them those stories when you were driving around with him and he um he worked on the highway crew um around taney county but in other counties too and if you were in the car with him he could tell you see that pond over there that when we built this road that was a pond we dug for the mules and that kind of stuff i mean he could tell you every there's an old man that lived over there that such and such and so and so or that house is supposed to be haunted or whatever so um <laughs> I don't remember us sitting around and telling stories so much as I do whenever I was in the car with him, which was a lot actually. So, oh yeah. When, when we would drive up to uh, Madison County in, in Arkansas, where a lot of my dad, well, both sides of the family relatives were, we would, uh, oh, that's, uh, that's old so-and-so's place. That's the, that's the Higgins home place. And that's, uh, so-and-so's home place. And, and, uh, so yeah, all those kinds of things were pointed out, but they did, didn't really tell us about ghost stories, but it, boy, you knew everybody. I mean, there yeah. wasn't this bit, a bit of that acreage up in there for miles around that you didn't know who, who it didn't belong to, who it belonged to. Yeah. Everybody knew everybody. So and I kind of, when I go home um, to visit, that still, that still is uh, comforting to walk into the hardware store in Forsyth, Missouri, and and Danny Wyatt knows who I am. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. I miss that. I mean, I live in a rural place now, um, and I see that with families that I know. But of course, I'm I'm not from here, so. 
I'm, I kind of miss that. I miss being able to walk down the street and know people. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, which is something, I, you know, if you weren't raised in a small town, I don't think that's a thing for a lot of people, you know? No, that's true. Yeah. And, and some people I've heard, well, I'd feel lost if I didn't know anybody. Yeah. <laughs> or people like my grandpa and my kid, I swear they know no strangers. And grandpa, you... So I catch my own child who's now almost 30. He will go, hey, see that guy over there? I think I know him. And I'm like, Jacob, you're in where like South Dakota. I doubt that you know that guy. He, I don't know. It's funny. Grandpa used to do this. See that old man? I think I know him. Oh, no, probably not. <laughs> but you could and you probably will in about 10 minutes because you'll go over there. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, those are good. Thank okay. you. Hey, Vance Randolph. Yeehaw. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to join you all today. Yeah. Yes. We're, and I hope everyone is glad to have us that's joining us <laughs> <laughs> on this very hot day. I don't know, you guys, wherever you're listening. Oh, my God, is it hot? It's, <laughs> it's pretty hot, hot. here. It's hot in Nashville. It's hot in South Carolina. So, so stay cool and be safe. Um, thank you all so much for listening. We Yay. really, really appreciate it. Yay. Thanks for your stories, Pam. You're um, welcome. My pleasure. Again, if uh, we're at whatever platform y'all are listening on, please subscribe and give us stars and comment. We really, really want to know what you think about us. Um, and so you find us on uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram and on our website, ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com. We also have a little presence on Reddit. There is a group called R Ozarks, a subreddit. And once in a while, I jump on there and talk to people so if you're redditors um that's another <laughs> place to find us and um we release on the first and the 15th and we got a whole bunch of special stuff planned for september 1st so we hope you all tune in and say goodbye pam goodbye goodbye, goodbye. and remember if you liked it tell all your friends and if you didn't, keep your big mouth shut. shut.